0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 24 of the Black Paces Podcast, where black culture meets the world of technology. I am your host, David Aka, Packet stealer, and I am joined once again by the black Tony Stark himself, Herbert Seward, the master of all that is League of Legends, Dominique. And, you know, since he's too authentic to have an alias, we're just going to call her Tiffany for now. So, uh, what up, how you all doing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm... (laughs) totally the uh, art- bronze for life in League of Legends,
2: so I don't know if I call myself a master. Uh, uh, <laughs> the artist formerly known as Tiffany. Yeah,
0: there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty authentic. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have planned on, originally, I had planned on uh, uh, talking about some other things. Uh, Microsoft just unveiled their, their Xbox All Access. which seems pretty cool. And then just today, uh city project red just came out with a 48 minute uh look at uh, their game cyberpunk 27 2077, 2077 if you're in if you're into uh the witcher yeah, and rpgs was... and all that stuff man that that thing that might need a whole episode by itself but uh <laughs> but uh unfortunately we have to uh talk about a very somber subject as many of you all know uh i think it was was it yesterday or the day before um uh, there was a shooting at Jacksonville uh, at a, a Madden tournament. Um, basically, what happened was... Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, that's right. So there's a, a, a place called the GLF8, GLHF Game Bar, and they were basically hosting an EA-sanctioned Madden tournament, and the winner of that would have absolutely went to Vegas to compete in that tournament, and then so on. Uh, unfortunately, a guy named David Katz came, and he shot up the place um and he killed two people and wo- wounded nine others and unfortunately he or maybe fortunately depending on how who, 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 who you're talking to he turned the gun on himself and he, he, he killed himself uh, so obviously after this you know there's a bunch of shock and outrage and people trying to figure out you know what happened and what you know why uh the dude you know shot up so before before uh I, I I shift the mic to or pass the mic to someone else. I will say that. So apparently this 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 dude. So apparently he competed in the tournament, and I think he lost. And so some people are just saying are thinking that he was just really distraught (laughs) that he lost, and so he decided to just kill the people who who beat him. I don't know, but. it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to get. It's it's a lot to, to kind of unpack from this. So before we get to that, how how, how do you all kind of feel about it? I guess we can start with uh, Tiffany.
3: Um, I, I don't know, man. You know, it's, it's weird. Like when I saw it, I think it was yesterday. Like I saw I got like an alert on my phone because I get like news alerts sometimes and I saw something about like Max in Jacksonville and like, I didn't even read the story. I was like, dude, uh, you know, it just happens so much now. Uh, It's like, I hate to say that I'm desensitized to it, but in a way I think I am, you know what I'm saying? Of course, like I think it's unfortunate and um, I think it's so selfish and cowardly of somebody to, to do something like that, like to take somebody's life Especially if you're just mad about this game, you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, like my my first reaction was not to even like dig into the story to see what was going on. Like I had family down there, and I thought to like check Facebook to see if they had checked in and said they were safe. And I saw that, and I kind of just I, I kind of just cleaned out. I didn't even look at it until you know um, tonight when you said that that was what what we were gonna discuss. Because it's just, I think I'm just trying to manage, like, all the crap that I take in from the
2: news, and and this is, feels like more of that annoying. Yeah, this is, um, yeah, I'm kind of with you there in terms of this becoming, you know, a normal pattern, you know, uh, just in terms of what we see on a regular basis, it's uh, you know, I mean, it's it, it's hard not to become desensitized to that sort of stuff because we see it all the time. And we're not just talking about, you know, the random outlier in terms of somebody uh, kirking out and, and taking that insanity out on everybody else around them, Um and the context of the show and what we normally talk about, um, this is really bad because it's a, uh, you know, it's it's kind of de- delved into an environment where you know us as g- gamers and technology enthusiasts, you know, haven't really seen. You know, yeah. we've never really seen anybody come to uh, an event or. Or come to some place where people, even though they're competing, it's a you know it's an environment where people associate with fun and associate with being able to interact with people you know in a very fun way on a competitive level. Um, it's pretty sobering, and it's something that um, the more we talk about it, you know, obviously the the normal segues to you know gun control and and, and mental health and all of those topics normally come. But I think there's a broader conversation to be had also in terms of gaming culture and game and, you know, how that affects people. Because there are very – there's a very dark and not so friendly aspect to a lot of the gaming Environment that we, you know, all of us kind of um, have seen on a regular basis, and uh, it's um, again, it's 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 something that really makes you think, and you know, it it really lends to like really engaging in that broader conversation about, you know, um, some of the things we hear and see and. And engage with when we're playing people that we don't know online, or when we, you know, just, I mean, like I said, it's, you know, and I think we touched on this a, a couple of episodes back about some of the nastiness that we've kind of encountered, uh, you know, that normal people encounter, rather, just in regular day to day play when they play in environments online, whether it's, you know, Xbox or. Or engage in even in Discord forums. I know we were talking about you know taking the platform to Discord. Um, some of the places in Discord are rough. You know, if you look at some of those conversations that go on there, it's like crazy, man. It's it's bananas. So it it's, it definitely warrants it definitely warrants a bigger conversation. Um, and I think uh, the fact that this dude uh, that. Committed this horrendous crime is from um, our region, so to speak, Baltimore, Maryland. It's like, uh, okay, great, thanks. Now that we have that to associate with this, you know, um,
0: especially Baltimore, considering it's already known for violence, and or at least that's one of the one. that's one of the stereotypes, uh, or. Uh, you know, when you think of Baltimore, some people, especially especially after watching The Wire, <laughs> many yeah. people have that image of, of Baltimore as a as a violent city.
2: Right, and I think um, it's just something that, again, it's something that that could stand to be discussed more, and it's not necessarily something that's and um, that's outside of the framework of you know the. The aspects that we're already talking about, but it's just uh, it's getting to a point now where these nobody's really immune from seeing these things happen in all aspects of life. you know I mean we had and you know, we've had a church shot up. we've had somebody roll you know random people roll into into clubs and other places where we kind of deem as safe spots and seeing things happen like this. So this definitely, you know, grants a bigger conversation.
1: Yeah, so I have a lot to say about this and I don't know how much of it I need to say at the beginning, but uh, I think a lot, some of this has to do with the, the, the culture that we're, we're breeding here in America with our children. Uh, you know, this participation big ribbon culture where we're not teaching our kids how to cope with loss and defeat um that's one thing and i'm gonna go all over the place i have a lot my my thoughts on this are very jumbled right so there's a there's a racial aspect of this is there's a racial aspect of everything and part of it is uh i don't know how quickly you guys were following this but i didn't know at the beginning i didn't know whether the, the offending uh the, the 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 guy that did it uh I didn't know if he was white or black uh, you know off the rip just because Jacksonville is a predominantly uh, African American area and you know it's habit for us to as a people I don't know if I'm the only one that does this but I'd be like come on now not us not us Lord and uh, yeah I, so I'm thinking is it this could this be a brother it could be a brother right but then uh the the my, one of my friends pointed out you no know, if it was a black man he would already had his thuggish picture posted on you know what I mean the fact that that it was several hours before we saw a picture of the suspect, uh, or not the suspect, he absolutely did it, before we saw a picture of the dude that did it, let you know that this was a white boy. Okay? So that's one thing. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other can of worms. Don't really have to talk about it. Uh, you know, I know uh, any of our white listeners probably like, what does that have to, have to do with anything? There's a whole bunch that has to do with stuff. But let's talk about the fact that why? Why is we, we will talk about the violence in video games and how you know it can affect people's brains and all that, but we won't talk about how easy it is for these easily affected people to get real life guns. Who cares what they're playing? Like Madden is not a violent game. Oh well, not any more violent than the sport of football. So you know we have we have a, a country where we have decided that guns are more important than people. There are more guns than people, and it, it's just uh, that 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 formula. Is not a formula that I'm a rational person. If an alien came to this planet and he asked them, they said, "Hey, we'll solve anything that you ask us to." And we pick gun violence. They would look at it and say, "Hey, man, just take the guns away." It's so simple. If you just pull yourself out of it. First Amendment, I love my gun. Yeah, cool, man. Have your gun collection, whatever. You should prove, just like I have to prove that I'm fit to drive a car, you should have to prove that you're fit to have a weapon. Now, my car is an instrument of death used improperly. This gun is definitely only here to cause death. Their guns are not for any other reason than to cause injury, harm, and death. So, uh, the the way we look at, at gun control in this country, the way we look at gun violence in this country, the way we um, the way we attribute certain things to race in this country, you know, uh, it, it's just it's crazy. I I, just, I in my head I do a simulation like, what would this have been if this was a young young black man doing all this, and how would the coverage have been different? And, you know, that doesn't matter to the people that died. And I, all you know thoughts and prayers out to the family i know that's such i can't even imagine what it would be like to to think my son just went to go play a video game at a bar and then to find out oh lord like he's hurt or dead or even before you even find out if they're hurt or dead just knowing that the place that he was just that was shot at i can't imagine
0: and that you know that's one thing that that is really scary because it's like where where can you go and like be safe like you can't you can't be in a church because we we just saw you know uh with the with the um in the uh, Charleston shooting uh you can't even pray in church anymore can't even have Bible study and now you can't even play a freaking video game you know and that like what what you just said is is and you know as a father you know that's a real concern I mean my daughter isn't in, in isn't really into Madden but. Uh, if she ever was, or if, you know, if I have any other children, they're into sports games or any any video game. You know, my daughter likes to play uh, Minecraft and another game. What if she went to some, you know, some event where, you know, they compete on Minecraft or something? I don't know. But, uh, or even, you know, Fortnite, that's pretty big these days. So, what if you went to some Fortnite tournament? A lot of kids are into that. And so, it's, including children my daughter's age, 10. So... It's like I can't imagine my daughter going to some event, and you know I happen to hear there's a shooting at that event, and I'm like, you know, that's she. she she's my only child. You know, she she's the only child I have at the moment. So it's like I don't. Wh- where can you go? And, and not,
1: you know, where man? It's just it's gonna keep happening. Like Tiffany said, I I see it, and I'm not affected by it unless it happens somewhere where my people could, have somebody that I care hurt, you know, love and cherish could be affected, right? So I got my families in Leedsburg, Florida and in Las Vegas. The two, if I was shooting and it didn't happen in Nashville where I live currently, Leedsburg where my daughter and and my daughters live, and Vegas where the rest of my family lives, if that's not where the shooting happens, I just go, oh, another one. I mean, it's sad, but it's that's how many times can you mourn? How many times can yep. you uh, uh, yeah. Just say, oh, you know, how many times can you have your heart bleed for these, for all these, all this death and destruction before we say this is, this is America. This is what we've <laughs> said will happen. We are all complicit. We are all agreeing that you know, as long as things are the way they are. These are the things that will happen, not might happen anymore. It's no longer in the uh, in the field of in the realm of conjecture. We're no longer in a place where it's like maybe bad things will happen. We know for certain that bad things will happen with guns, and we know that they're probably going to happen soon.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, it's a it's a very it's a very clear commentary to where we are, um, not just in terms of what our society. Has kind of conditioned us to see uh, when we see these things happen, but just you know, just in terms of what the so- society has kind of conditioned itself to itself to rationalize and how it rationalizes these tragedies when they happen over and over and over again, you know. And this is not the entire this is not the entirety of the American population, mind you. Black folk and people of color already see what's going on, and they have seen what's going on for a long time. But the problem is is that you have a very, very large demographic of people out there that are, will use really whatever rationalization they can to write off the fact that this type of action, when it happens to people, um you know, it has everything to do with who, who has access to these types of arms. And you know, we'll you know, once we get into this discussion at length, and I'm pretty sure there are people out there that will listen that are, are either anti-gun control or pro-gun control or someplace in between, and people will talk about, well, it's not the guns that kill people. But you know, um, having access to a weapon that can, that's a force multiplier makes all the difference in the world. Seriously, it's just
1: there's it's... factual evidence of that. You look at Australia and what they did with gun with the gun ban. It's not impossible, and no, it's not that nobody has guns, but it is so hard to get a gun in Australia. And gun homicide has gone to it's crazy how if you take away somebody's tool to do something how that something just cannot happen anymore
2: yeah and i mean it's a it's a very it's a very touchy conversation in this country obviously because of you know first amendment rights uh you know right to bear arms and constitution you know just i mean this is kind of woven into the fabric of this country's identity i mean that's i would argue
1: that it's more it's more woven into the nra's identity and they're more woven into the propaganda machine that has caused enough uneducated people to believe that somehow gun control is uh gun removal and the the as long as you have uh you know special interest groups that are able to influence uh politicians and policymakers then we're never going to get to a place where we can do what's actually right for the American people because the American people do not have the resources that uh, the Koch brothers have, that the that the NRA has. We don't have it. The top one percent of one percent of people control ninety percent of the wealth, and that means the rest of us just don't have what it takes to influence. If money is the influencing factor,
2: yeah. And uh, I mean, I'll be frank. You know, I don't want to be. I don't want to have to think about catching. You know, catching some hot ones. If I drop twenty one on a person in Madden at a tournament,
1: you know. <laughs> oh, that's dead, man. They gonna have, they gonna, all, it's gonna, be you know, we're reactionary people, so we're definitely it's gonna be all kinds of searches and you can't bring in bags and all kind of silly, I mean stuff now.
3: But well, you know, I, it don't change anything, which is so interesting to me. Like, well, we are reactionary and we do have all these searches and stuff like that. But I mean, people still getting shot up in the most,
1: you know. Yeah, like, in, in Parkland, their re- response to the shooting was to make the students wear clear backpacks. Uh, the dude that killed all the people in Parkland wasn't a student. He won't be the one. You know what I mean? Like we, we, Exactly. You know, the, the, the TSA, somebody tried to sneak a bomb in through the shoe. Now I got to uh, uh, bend over and take my shoes off every time I get on the airplane because there's one shoe bomb, guy. It's just a whole bunch of silly, reactionary, like, you know, you won't get us with that again, but we can bring right. one you know what I mean? Like it's ugh, it's silly. It's silly and it and it doesn't yeah. you would think that you would just get to the root of things. If you get to the root of things, but nobody wants to fix problems. They just wanna, you know, just like with with cures for diseases, they don't want to cure nothing. They just want to give you the
0: medicine. Yep. So if I can if I can interject, uh you all in the first amendment, it's the second amendment. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> so I so so when the yeah, Park yeah. parkland shooting happened uh when that happened i wrote uh, a somewhat lengthy facebook post and my point behind it was to kind of i want people like so the, the problem in this country um, is that people aren't willing to talk to each other and understand what that person is saying and what they're trying to convey and if, instead we we have this demonization culture where it's like well I, you're saying you know, you're a liberal or you're evil. Or you're a conservative or you're the devil. Like, that's not what. <laughs> if people would just sit down and try to understand, all right, they're not liberal. You know, liberals aren't saying that they're trying to take everyone's gun. There are plenty of liberals I know them personally who love their guns. I know a, a whole bunch of liberals. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they're more moderate, but. In, in North Carolina and like they got I know one dude he has like a shotgun in every room in his house and he is not afraid to use it so I mean it's like uh, it's like there are plenty of people who want to own guns who want self protection at the same time uh, it's like at the same time people who are just so pro gun control where they want to just send, or there are some people who are trying to take like take take away guns and it's like wait that's not the, <laughs> that's there's a reason why we have the second amendment and i think uh, i think uh, i think herb said it there's a the culture in this country is not australia so i i'll have to somewhat disagree with you on that so so what i said was um I was like, dear liberals, first touting Australia and Japan as paragons for gun control doesn't work in this country because the United States is unique in that while most countries are more more homogenous in their culture, the U.S. has thousands of different cultures, ideologies, and worldviews, so it's almost impossible to have a consensus on issues. Like in other countries, of course Australia can do that because their, their mindset is more... Of like the same that the same reason why you have countries like Sweden who can have universal health care and stuff like that, because that's their mindset. Our whole mindset from the very beginning of our country was rebellion and I need to fight the government. And so the whole concept of having the Second Amendment and defending yourself from the government is kind of it's built so much into our culture that it's not it's not something you can just get rid of. And I don't think it. I don't think it should be from a from a a totalitarian point of view but on the other hand i'm talking to the conservatives who are are listening to this uh if you're a conservative and you're listening to to this hear me right now (laughs) it's okay it is okay to enact legislation or some kind of gun control that makes it harder for certain types of people to get their hands on guns, whether it's closing that whole gun show loophole or maybe it's requiring more oh, stringent man. background checks, all of that stuff is not a bad thing. There are many of responsible gun. I think Herb. Herb was telling me this uh, yeah. a few years ago. He was saying that there are plenty of responsible gun owners who proudly vote Republican, who would who would gladly, you know, support some of these measures. So it's not like it, people- it
1: has bipartisan. It has bipartisan agreement. Uh, Something like 63% of the House and Senate agree with at least some form of gun control. But the issue is that the two people that have the – they won't even put it to the floor for a vote because the NRA is deep in the pockets of the right people. They don't have that – they don't have Koch brothers money, but they got enough money to influence three or four people, and that's Mm -hmm. all you need because when Paul Ryan won't bring it to the floor uh, and and Mitch McConnell is – The Antichrist, and he won't bring nothing that could be positive to the floor. And so, we, but real quick, to counter your, uh, you, your, your thought that it because it's homogenous and they're more of the same mindset, I would argue that, like, places like Sweden have universal health care because there's no black people there,
0: uh, (laughs) for them to not want to give health care (laughs) to. I wasn't throw, ready for that. You throw
1: a thousand black people <laughs> there, up, and all of up. a sudden, healthcare shouldn't be that universal. Maybe we should tear it. Maybe uh, people who make under a certain amount of money should only get uh, half healthcare, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like here, most of our policies, because we only get tight. We only get tight with our money. We we When it comes to giving rich people more money or when it comes to making sure the white people good, we got, we, we, write, we printing money. For them, We print money for that. But when it comes to improving schools, when it comes to uh, being like anything, when it comes to anything that's that's a social program or something that can help people of color potentially, and it's not like there's only, uh, it's still a white majority country. And so most of the things that would be enacted would help most people. But yeah, if, if it might help a couple people of color, we got a bunch of people in the, in, the, in Capitol Hill that are like, "Yo, we can't do." You know what I'm saying? That's but that's not. That ain't got nothing to do with the shooter. That is just a little counterpoint to the whole homogeny yeah. idea.
2: Man, man, look, we we need to anytime anytime Dominique has a has a segue like that, we need to have a soundbite. We need to have a
0: blacky black black black, black
2: soundbite. I mean, it's just. I mean, I think. Yeah, that's just a that's just a uh, a programming idea for future for future episodes. But yeah, uh, I tend to agree. You know, it's it's very um, it's very convenient for uh, you know for the American public uh, to see this kind of uh, discourse go the way it goes. And you know, gun control is a very good example of that, um, or rather, to talk around gun control. And um, Dave's right, we've had this conversation of, You know, a lot And um, The crazy thing is, is that Having You know, having some sort of Methodology in terms of Who has access to what You know Now obviously there are a lot of There are a lot of ways that You know, guns get into places Where they're not supposed to be at Whether it's on the street um, Whether it's in neighborhoods that you know, you know what the use for the weapons are for, um, but the thing that's really bothersome whenever we see this debate play out on a national stage is that you know a lot of the narrative that's being driven um, in regards to places like, for example, Chicago is a good example. Um, people, people that are pro gun control. Uh, or not pro control, gun control, but anti gun control love using um, Chicago as an example as to why gun control doesn't work, uh, which is completely the opposite because the reason why you know a lot of guns are on the street there is because you know people can go to adjacent states or adjacent places where they can do straw sales. Where can they can go to? private sellers not have to worry about um, somebody having the scruples not to sell them a weapon and then those weapons simply get transported back in and it's interesting whenever, whenever we see this conversation being had uh, Washington D.C. which you know for those of us those of you guys that are listening out here uh, two of us are, are live in the Washington D.C. metropolitan area. I'm a, I'm a native Washingtonian And I grew up during a period of time where uh, D.C. didn't have this nice, shiny, uh, gentrified veneer (laughs) that it has now. And D.C. was really, really, you know, for lack of a better term. Murder capital of the world for a little while. Yeah, it was Chicago before Chicago. It was Chicago is what Chicago is right now. Before you know, about 20 years before before it is, and quite frankly, a lot of the same dynamics are at play. I mean, and these aren't just gun control issues; these are social issues, opportunity. You know, Mm -hmm. a a vacuum in terms of of opportunity and employment, Um, educational deficiencies in terms of schools. I mean, having deficiencies there, healthcare, all of that, all of those things, tend to work in in tandem with each other, create an environment for that type of dysfunction to happen. And whenever we have this national conversation about quote-unquote gun control or whether it's feasible or whether it's not, it's often had in that vacuum where, okay. We're just talking about gun control, and not any other factors that that make you know that kind of asperbate the problem. And it's uh, it, it's really not going to get any better until it touches every aspect of our lives, and that's in and and, I, and it's starting. To, it's getting very close to that tipping point. You know, I mean, I hate to, I hate to be defeatist here, but. It's going to take something really, 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 really bad, like somebody rolling into um, – well, we've already seen it for us. We've seen somebody rolling into a church and shooting up a church in, you know, or rolling into an Amish community and, and killing kids. Man, they didn't brought the violence public. to
1: Senators' doorsteps. You remember that softball yeah. game?
2: Yeah, exactly. getting oh, yeah, like, yeah.
3: shot up a bunch of little elementary school kids, like, I don't know what else we need. Yeah, and that's and you
1: a... Got a bunch of people that think that's fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs>
0: that's,
2: a... and, that's, and that's another problem.
0: Man, BS. I that's man a, a, I swear, that BS, whole... man. That whole false flag thing, they need to get out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: that's a whole, that's a whole nother t- series of talk. <laughs> that's a whole nother show. You know, just, uh, people i mean discourse in this country now in terms of the information that we take in is to a point right now where um you know you have people doing these false flags false flag attacks and and really um disputing things that really shouldn't really be disputed and it's it's really you know it's kind of a despicable thing i mean people make money doing this, not, not just make money doing it, but they, you know, they have become de facto purveyors of media uh, of media content. You know, YouTube, I know, we had a show last week where we talked about um, the effects of new media in terms of how it's kind of shaped how we perceive things, you know, uh, on a daily basis, and uh, that's, that's one of the downsides. That if there are any few ones, that's one of them. You know, uh, even though that media is a very, very positive tool in terms of, you know, helping people get their message out there, you've got a lot of wackos that do the same thing. And the problem is, is uh, you know, in the in the in the framework of this discussion, it's, you know, it helps sh- drive the narrative in a way that doesn't constitute rational thought. And that's a really, it's a bad thing, when we talk when we we talk about tragedies like this.
0: You know, I want to actually uh, uh, shift not 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 necessarily shift gears, but uh, shift the conversation toward uh, another aspect of this. And Dominique actually kind of touched on it earlier, um, and that's that it's the whole thing where video games themselves are uh, the the precursor to violence where, you know, if you play a Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto, then that somehow predisposes you to acting on on those impulses. And, uh, I mean, if you're listening to that and you believe that, I will point you towards article after article after scientific article after study after study saying that that is not true. Um. So do you, have you all heard anything about or heard anyone trying to blame gamers or blame you know the the video game industry for cultivating now I mean uh, like Dominique said I mean you know Madden isn't a violent game necessarily not like blood and guts but you yeah. know
2: yeah I, ha- I mean we when I when I saw the when I saw the CNET uh, broadcast of this uh, the bulletin pop over my phone, and, and I know I the day it did you know when it happened, I put it on Facebook and shared it. Um, there were some people that kind of went there, and it was just like, come on, really? That I mean, video we've had. It, it's kind of gone beyond that at this point. It's gone beyond. Um, I mean, there's art in like Dave said. There's article after article indicating the complete opposite. And the fact of the matter is, is that this guy, you know, essentially got got really, really vexed that he lost at a tournament and kirked out, and decided he wanted to take a road trip back to to enact whatever plan he wanted to enact. That is, that's an aberration. You know, that's something that is very. Um, you know, that very... We've never seen that before. You know, I mean, and the bottom line is, is that there not only are there factual articles, you know, to the opposite of that, but the fact that gaming and gaming culture has gone, has taken off the way it has in this country. Yes, um, check, and all, right. all over the, yeah, all over the globe is a, is a direct contradiction to that. So, so you live
1: in a country where a country that could elect a dude like, like, uh, Trapito, uh, when you live somewhere where that's a real, that's in the realm of possibility, then you're obviously not dealing with people who live in a world of facts, right? They're not living in a place of, like, like actual science and data and all that. So people, a lot of people in this country, uh, go off of, I feel, I feel like these games contribute to it. And then I mean, you can put a study in front of them and show that it doesn't, they'll say, I still feel like it does. You have people that feel like Sandy Hook didn't happen. You have people that feel like 9-11 was an inside job. And no proof, none, no proof of it. And that, that it doesn't stop them at all. You got people that they, they you could ask somebody uh, how you feel about Obamacare. I hate it how you feel about the affordable care act man it's great you're able to i was able to uh, you know what i'm saying i was able to insure my grandma you know they told her no before because she had canker sores when she was 12 but now you know what i mean like weird silly things like that keep happening and so yeah i don't i don't put a lot of stock in the the i don't have a lot of faith in and and humanity like especially where we're we're, we don't have, There's no emphasis on education. We don't educate kids on what fake like. There is a such thing as fake news. There's satirical news, and there's, you know, there's there's a, a real actual like machine behind like feeding you misinformation. And if you don't teach kids how to navigate it, then you know how can we expect them to know?
3: Well, I don't right. teach or or encourage independent thought for real, anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the way our education system is set up, um, we are, you know, we kind of are given this ideal of what to strive for and and how to accomplish it, and that's kind of just it. And when and when you have kids who don't necessarily fit into the mold of, you know regular classroom behavior, I think that our teachers and our schools in general are just so... Like, they got too much on their hands, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got so many people packed in there, so you don't really have time to nourish individuality and to encourage critical thinking in the way that I think we would have to in order to, you know what I'm saying, have a society of people who are determined to figure out what's true and what's false before, you know, just lashing on the group thing. And so I think it just speaks to our culture in general, like, that we don't... I don't know. Like, it's like we're a bunch of zombies, you know what I'm saying? Like, people just take whatever and and just roll with it, even when it doesn't make
0: sense. And that's the problem. I mean, we live in in these echo chambers and social media kind of makes it worse in that, you know, we only... Or we're only around people, or we only we're only Facebook friends with people that we agree with. And so like if you we, we hear something that's contrary to that, it's like, I don't want to I'm just gonna close my ears and not listen. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have there there's no sense. like that's in my opinion. And uh, <laughs> uh, I I make fun of my liberal friends because they always talk about tolerance, but they never exhibit it. But like real tolerance is is uh, <laughs> real tolerance is trying is seeing someone else's point yeah. of view, seeing someone someone else's point of view, and just understanding where they're coming from. And I I keep telling people this all the time. No one you're not obligated to agree with people. You're not, but you are obligated to at least understand where they're coming from.
1: Like, I
0: try to. I, oh, yeah, right. At least I attempted, you know, all right, can you, can you, I don't understand what you're saying, or I don't, I don't quite, I've never lived that kind of life, or I've never been in that kind of situation. Can you kind of help me understand what that's like?
2: Yeah. Hello?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm real quiet. <laughs> yeah. This your date. but um yeah i i think i think you know discourse is kind of hard to come by these days particularly if you're if you're you know you're kind of clinging to the whole liberal versus conservative type of concept and i think a lot of our discussions um are framed in that in those in those uh are framed in those narratives when they don't have to be.
0: They don't. They really don't. Like I hate the I hate the fact that we split everything into some kind of liberal conservative thing. And it's like most people aren't just straight liberal or straight conservative. Conservative. I think most people have a little bit of both. But
3: most people have a lot of bit of both.
0: Like... Right. Right. I was trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
2: true. Very true. Um, but yeah, I mean. Again, it's um, You know, the fact that this happened at a, Again, at an event That we You know, I mean, look We go to, if anybody that's been to A Madden competition Or a Madden tournament associates it With just Hey, look, yeah, it's competitive But people are there to have a good time People are there to see if anybody's going to get smoked <laughs> People's going to see 100-yard runs They associate it with football and because it is football. And the fact that this happened in an environment like this, or rather the premeditation that was behind this happening, um, it's a very sobering type of deal. You know, it really casts a pall on on an event. Again, like I said, we, we I mean, we haven't really, we've seen it in a lot of other places, a lot of places where we deem safe spaces you know safe safe spaces in the sense that we wouldn't expect something this horrific to happen you know and again it's a it's a I don't know how many more wake-up calls we can stand to have because it's just it's one of those things that is going to continue to happen until it's addressed it's not gonna you know fade into obscurity uh, once the lights died down and and the typical discussions about you know whether this dude was white or black or whether it's gun control or anti-gun control stop, you know it, like we said earlier in the show, root causes for this are never ever addressed, and until it does, we'll, we're going to see it continue to happen, and it's going to start again continue to happen in places that we deem safe you know and and that's a very disturbing thought
0: and it's uh so (laughs) i almost wish we can talk for another hour unfortunately uh, i have to go in a minute but I, i i will say that um and once again a lot a lot of if you're a lot of our either conservative and or white listeners uh, just just hear me when I say that the way that we talk about uh, like active shooter events or, or or just anything dealing with shooting and the police or anything like that it's always it always seems to be a different kind of narrative depending on the color of the skin of the person involved and for example this per- the, uh in this shooting David Katz a white guy right now if he was black I think someone already said you know his mugshot would have already been on the news and we would have seen how he was some drug dealer and all of that now now what, what is the narrative that you're seeing now for david Katz? oh no, he a, has
3: a history of mental illness, exactly you know what i'm saying
0: right there yeah. so now 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 granted granted that's probably true and i'm not taking that away like that's probably true but like why is it that like <laughs> that's the narrative for him but other people don't get that kind of narrative <laughs> so right
1: truly that
3: should be the narrative for any mass shooter I would think like you gotta be a little
1: you know
0: right right <laughs> yeah you
1: would think I mean because it does take some form of uh, mental illness to, to to just want to just commit wanton violence you yeah I man like just uh, I said wanton <laughs> I want
2: to, uh, wow but... <laughs> Chinese Ch- Ch- suit on the brain bro <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, but they're never going to give us the benefit of the doubt. We get the we get the thuggish picture. I don't know if you guys remember when, uh, you know, right when Black Lives Matter was coming to prominence, uh, and they, everybody was posting that if I got shot challenge or whatever, basically showing the picture that, like, finding your most, like, quote-unquote thuggish picture you could find, and showing, like, You know, because when we do something Like Mike Brown did something He had just graduated a week ago I guarantee it was easier to find his graduation picture Than it was to find the picture where he had the middle finger up to the camera But that doesn't help their narrative That we're killers and savages, right? So they find our most thuggish picture Meanwhile, Brock Turner's a rapist Who only gets six months And didn't even do the six months And, you know, very fine people on both sides
2: Yeah (laughs) Yeah And cue the sound bite black,
0: black, 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 black. All right. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to uh, bring this discussion to a close. However, uh, before we leave, um, you all know we're, we're trying to, to do a, have a, a tradition of having a black techie spotlight. And I think it's fitting um, to point out uh, all the black women who will, will like this one. Uh, uh, Miss Catherine Johnson. Uh, who just celebrated yeah, her hundred, sure. her her hundredth birthday yesterday, uh, and I actually had the pleasure of of uh, seeing her speak at uh, Hampton's graduation uh, in the spring, and uh, so just just a little bit about her if you're not if you're not familiar familiar with her. So Katherine Johnson is one of the hidden figures from the movie from the movie Hidden Figures, uh, played by Taraji P Henson. Uh, basically, she's a, a, a freaking freakishly smart mathematician uh, who calculated. Uh, um, the trajectories and launch windows and like emergency returns from for the uh for the Mercury space program, the uh, Apollo space program, which I think that's the one I was featured in the movie, and uh and from what I read, her calculations were also uh essential for starting the space shuttle program, and so I'm thinking. You know that her stuff is still being used now even for the current stuff that they're doing or even some of the private sector with uh spacex so um in 2015 she was awarded the presidential medal of freedom by president obama which is the highest civilian honor you can get um so yeah so basically she's better than you at math uh (laughs) 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 so uh right shout out shout uh, out to miss johnson Oh, yeah, Johnson, and uh,
2: just uh, just as a caveat to that, Miss um, Johnson uh, has nothing to do with the Space Force that... <laughs> you know, oh, I that can't are, wait for
1: the that, Space Force, y'all. Y'all, yeah, that look, are, uh, y'all joking, but we going to find... Like, if you start putting money into that, man, how else we going to get to the future? How else we going to get to where I can be a Starship captain? How man, how look... <laughs>
2: man look if i want that i could i could just i could just pop
0: in the dvd of star blazers and, and do that my bad oh, man. <laughs> i'm just saying yeah, yeah hilarious <laughs> uh well to uh <laughs> uh you all know um if you want to see more of our content please check out our website at com. check out our facebook page at facebook.com slash the black techies um where, I, where i'm doing something a little somewhat different uh if you all, if you didn't know we use soundcloud we normally use soundcloud to uh to host our podcast i'm, I'm trying a, another service at the moment called uh oh my god uh i just forgot the name of the darn thing uh i was gonna i was gonna say audible i'm like wait it's not audible uh, anchor anchor there we go anchor i was like there we go anchor.fm <laughs> it's a, uh i think it's a it's a, it's a, it's a startup and basically you can host your podcast on there for free. This isn't an ad spot, by the way, and just I just kind of like it. But uh, <laughs> uh, basically, but you can feel free
1: to shoot us uh, some ad revenue,
0: anchor. Well, yes. it's funny that's you great. to say that. So one of the perks of anchor is being able to monetize uh, the podcast. So that's one of the things I'm gonna we're gonna look into doing. So if you want to support us, you can go to. Uh, you'll be soon be able to go to Anchor and support us. Um, and because we're on Anchor they they basically once you up once you import your podcast they basically submit your podcast to like everything Google Play, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, like any any podcast you could think of. They probably send it there. Um so that way we can we can get a, our our reach can be a lot more uh a lot wider. So um so we're, yeah. we're kind of experimenting with that so it's, uh um uh, Give us some grace, yeah, hopefully. No, give yeah. Us some
2: feedback. Yeah. We we also podcast for food too.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm,
2: you know. Oh, uh, so if 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 you're uh, if you're listening and and you can't pay, but you decide to send us some tasty morsels, that's great. That would be good.
0: <laughs> See now if someone <laughs> now if someone wants to send us something, who who are they gonna send it to? <laughs>
1: right. I was just sitting here thinking like send it yeah. to her. Yeah, right, yeah, so this, yeah,
0: my bad. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, Dominique that. has favorite, wontons. Dominique got wonton on the nah. brain. So. <laughs> yeah, <my girl>. violence. <laughs> I tell you, man,
2: I'm, I'm just don't watch. Dominique going get off the get off the podcast tonight and go have some wontons and some roasted. Oh donuts. no,
0: baby, I
1: got some leftover barbecue. I'm about to smash.
0: Oh <laughs> man, all right. Well, y'all go ahead and do right that. You all want? You all got any last words before we? Uh,
2: Uh, Yeah, I got some last words um, to the folks in Jacksonville that had to go through that horrific event um, at a time that was supposed to be really, really fun. Uh, Our prayers are with you. And um, to anybody else that is trying to use this tragedy as some stupid narrative uh, to indict the gaming industry or gamers or... Trying to do just tired trope about oh games uh, cause X Y and Z. Um, this dude was, you know, was certifiable when before he did it, and he was certifiable when he did it. So uh, please refrain from that. And to the folks that were effective like I said, prayers. You know, our prayers go out from you from the from everybody on this podcast. Yes. And um, you know that's pretty much it. And that's no that's kind of all i got to you know i can offer uh, as
0: a, to as a, folks. As, a, as, a, as a corollary to that uh, vote people vote like the yes. <laughs> so like the uh, now i i i would i would argue that make sure that you you vote in your local and state elections since those affect you more directly than the national politics so like if you if you really want to see change in your community and like in your direct community like vote for the for mayors vote for city councils vote for government state governors vote for state senators and representatives like vote for those people because they're <laughs> the ones that are going to have to make those laws uh, i mean trying to depend on the federal government i work for the federal government you can't depend on us do your love <laughs> <laughs> no, no no comments But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, like, but seriously, like voting is the, that's the strongest thing you have. Like it really does. Uh, like when, when, when people get together and do something
1: off of 77,000 votes across three States. So yes, everybody's vote really does matter. And even if you don't think it matters in the presidential election, which in some states, to be honest, it doesn't. I'm not gonna uh, pee on your head and tell you it's raining. But uh, in every country, uh, I mean every state, you have a local election, and in that local election, you there there's uh, mayors and district attorneys and all that. Like Dave was just saying, and all of those things matter to us on a day to day basis. So, yeah. uh, and all of those things, most of those things are won by. We're talking in the thousands of votes, like if, mm-hmm. in if not in the hundreds. Some votes are are, are like recount votes because it's like within tw- twenty five votes. You know what I mean? And so, uh, so all I'll say is to end is like like her said. Everybody that's affected, much love. You know, wish I could uh, wish I had the money where I could you know pay for the funerals or do something other than just tell you I'm thinking about you and praying for you. But I am, and. Uh, just know that every every day right every single day that you wake up we're closer and closer now this might not matter to all of y'all but enough of us it matters to over half of the country like 65 percent of the country every day we wake up man we're closer and closer to that to uh cheeto caesar not being our president (laughs) you know
3: you just got to be happy
1: about that if you're not happy about nothing else i know you might have you know Lost some lost a loved one, but you can take solace in the fact that they don't have to live in this world
2: with Trump as president. <laughs> yeah. and president. Uh, um, yeah, Orange <laughs> Pill El Duce is uh not seeing not seeing the, the best of days on that front. T oh, Mueller. Man. We ain't castles. getting we we ain't we in a political
1: podcast, but who you see all these cats just snitching on you, boy? Hey. Oof. You got to get some better oh. people. These boys ain't going down for him at <laughs> oh. Damn, lord Well, yeah. good people wouldn't work for a dude like that. You know, when you're a snake, you work with snakes. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with his family. Because, I mean, it's only a matter of time
3: before they start going after these kids and stuff. Like, I wonder if he's going to step up or just let him... I mean, he probably going to just let his kids go down and take the fall. Of oh, course kids.
1: he is. Donald Trump don't even <laughs> like them kids, except for Ivanka. And he don't I was just going to say, he liked Ivanka, though. <laughs> yeah, but this kid, ain't, it ain't because no, he love her because she's his kid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow.
3: Uh, uh,
0: on that note, before we go down a dark path, let's... Uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, uh, we'll, that's we'll that's see it. you all
0: saying same channel same station see you all later all
1: right man everybody be blessed
0: be great Wakanda forever Wakanda forever